Listener Production. Uh, Listeners, just before we get into this episode, we wanted to give you a little bit of a heads up that uh, there is some talk of people taking their own lives along the way. So if you decide this is maybe not the episode for you, totally understandable. You might want to skip this one. Um, If you do go ahead and listen and it brings anything up for you, remember you can always reach out to Lifeline on 13 11 14. It also does get a little bit gory and gruesome at a certain point. So we'll give you a little bit of a heads up then so you know to skip ahead if you want to avoid that. Um, okay. <gasps> Take it away, my dulcet toned Adonis. Hello, Gistners. Welcome back for another episode of Just the Gist, a bi-weekly podcast in which Rosie Waterland and I, Jacob Stanley, give you just the gist of what you need to know about a story we think you'll find interesting enough to discuss at a dinner party. And do I have a doozy to serve up for you this week? I'm really excited about this one. I'm a little bit apprehensive, to be honest. It is going to go to some dark, dark places. So a few weeks ago, I said I was sort of due, maybe even overdue, to serve a little cult story. Mm -hmm, It's been mm -hmm. a few months and there are certainly plenty on my gist list. And I was leaning towards doing the Moonies, but then you submitted a request for me to cover another very bizarre Mm -hmm. uh, cult that I would say is probably one of the first cults that come to mind when people think of modern day cults that have been around. And if you don't know the name, you definitely know the story-ish. You will know elements as we go along. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So they are a cult that are famous for their very unique blend of Christianity, Mm. Star Trek, Mm -hmm. and genital mutilation. Mm. Yay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Strapping. Getting right in there right away. <laughs> Buckle up, Bucklehead. Uh, they're known globally for their purple shrouds, yeah. their Nike shoes, mm. and their obsession with aliens, and of course, their very tragic demise. Yes. This is just the gist of Heaven's Gate. Ooh. Chills. I'm excited about this one because I know of it, like I think most people know of it. Mm-hmm. And the main thing that I know is that it's one of the oldest original websites still existing on the internet. Yeah. So they, if you go to, is it heavensgate.com? Like, dot .com, dot com yep. Heavensgate.com, it still has the exact same website that they created in like the 90s mm-hmm. for people to come and see. And it's like this weird time capsule. Yeah. Online. It's a relic yeah, that's it been kept alive yeah. and I have spent hours on that website. Really? Yeah, I yeah, think yeah. I saw it on a list of like 10 websites you can't believe haven't changed, mm. you know, like or something like that. Mm. And so that always really fascinated me because I was like, ooh, it's like, it's, it's quite kind of chilling. Yeah. Yeah. So we'll definitely talk a bit about the website and what's on there yeah. when we get to the chapter in the 90s. Yeah. But this is a story that kicks off in the late 60s, early 70s. Wow, I didn't they know They were that. around for a surprisingly long yeah. amount of time. Um, it began when this guy from Texas called Marshall Herf Applewhite Jr. <laughs> Herf. 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 H-E-R-F-F. And he went by Herf Herfie. for most of his life. Okay, wow. Yeah. What a name. Herf Applewhite. Old mate was having a bit of a midlife crisis. Mm. He'd grown up in a very religious household. His father was a Presbyterian minister and Herf Jr.'s plan was to be just like 
Marshall mm-hmm. Herff Sr. So he studied philosophy and theology and prepared to become a minister. Yeah. And he followed the classic life recipe, got married at 21, had a couple of t- kids. Mm. But that lifestyle mm. was not sparking joy for him at all. So he put the whole idea of becoming a re- religious leader on hold yeah. for a little bit. Put a pin in that for now. And he dropped out of his seminary studies and followed his passion for... What? The stage. Ah! For musical theatre and for opera <laughs> specifically. Oh, wow, yes. opera. Mm-hmm. Apparently he had an incredible baritone voice. Mm. We don't have any recordings of him performing, but everyone who witnessed him says he was sensational. Really great actor mm. and a superb voice. Oh, like, like me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What Worthless, people say about me. Say. Yeah. yeah, what about mm-hmm. us? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he studied yeah. and then he tried to make it as a professional opera singer, yeah. but didn't happen for him. Mm. Very competitive industry. So like many a frustrated theatre kid in need of a little bit of income, he became a music teacher. Yeah. Uh, found it a little difficult though to keep a job as a teacher because he had this little habit of having affairs with his male students. Oh. And then getting caught and then getting fired. I did think when you said the married life wasn't sparking mm. joy, that maybe it's because it was a lady. Hi, gay. Yeah, mm. hi, gay. Mm. Um, so how old is he at this point? Uh, he's getting towards his late 30s. And what year is it? We're getting towards the early 70s. Okay. Yep. All right, on board. Um, Music teacher, stupid boys. Yep. yep. Scandals, fired, divorced, mm-hmm. disowned by his father, mm. in debt, Working in a delicatessen. Ah. Not exactly the dream life yep. he'd hoping to find himself in. Yeah. Uh, then, according to some accounts, when Marshall Herf Applewhite Sr. died, yeah. Marshall Jr. fell into a very deep depression and was hospitalised. And according to those accounts, one of the nurses he met during that hospital stay was a woman named Bonnie Nettles. Mm. There are some sanitised propaganda versions of the story that say Marshall and Bonnie met when he was just visiting a sick friend in hospital. Uh, right. But it seems pretty clear that she was actually his healthcare practitioner. You don't want people to know you're the whack job who goes to a psych hospital. <laughs> How embarrassing. <laughs> he did try to bury that, mm-hmm, but yeah, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. we know the truth. This is where the story really kicks off. Okay. When the two of these guys met. Now, Nurse Bonnie was a few years older than Marshall. Yeah. She was married. She had four kids. Like Marshall, she'd also grown up in a pretty devoutly religious family. But in recent times, she'd started having her own midlife re-evaluation, you might say. And she'd gone off the crusty old traditional religion she'd been raised on Mm. and was much more keen on new agey astrology, tarot cards, seances, Ouija boards, crystals, all that woo-woo stuff. Fun religion. Yes. (laughs) Religion, but fun. As the story goes, when Bonnie first locked eyes with Marshall in that hospital, whether he was her patient or a visitor, Mm. she immediately recognised him. He was the enigmatic man that her psychic had predicted she was destined to meet. Oh. A tall man with light hair and fair skin. <gasps> How rare. This is so rare. <laughs> <laughs> Almost never stumble across oh one of them. Oh, my God. Especially not in Texas. Uh, she was drawn to him, believed it had to be fate, and she offered to do 
his astrological birth chart oh my for him. Yes, And, thanks. of course, he was like, go ahead, because he just loved the attention he mm, was getting from mm-hmm, her. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Boom, they bonded immediately and they agreed, we must be soulmates. We must have known each other in at least one of our past lives. At least. And the fact that the universe keeps bringing us back together means we must have a purpose. Mm. They didn't know exactly what that purpose was yet, but they decided that they needed to spend all of their time together figuring that out Mm. and researching all sorts of woo-woo stuff, auras, chakras, and they got really into UFOs and extraterrestrials in particular. And they're not romantically not at all. just soulmates. Yeah, yeah. no sex. Platonic, okay. Totally platonic, yeah. After a few months of this, Bonnie quit her job, left her husband and her four kids... Oh, my God. ..and took off with Marshall. <gasps> no. And they just travelled around the USA learning about all sorts of different spiritualist movements. <sighs> and then they tried opening up their own New Age bookstores a couple of times, yeah. which failed mm-hmm. because... <laughs> They had no experience in running businesses. Uh, They made enough money to scrape by most of the time, feed themselves by doing manual labor, or sometimes they'd sell their bodily fluids to make a couple of bucks. They just needed enough to keep themselves fed. Um, They were living in motels and then skipping out on the bills most of the time because they decided that the rules of man didn't apply to them. Yes. Because they were turning into more highly evolved On a higher plane, yes. Yeah. 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 Then when they decided that they'd done enough research after a couple of years on the road, they decided they were ready to form their own spiritual religious philosophy and started making plans to recruit a crew they could lead. Yeah. A class they could teach. They were going to start a cult. Yes. yes. Okay. So my question here is, although I think I know the answer, this wasn't cynical in any way. Like they weren't just like, we need to make some cash, let's start a cult. Or They genuinely believed their own hype. Is that, because it sounds to me from what you've described, they're in a bit of a folly ado, like joint yeah. delusion, egging each other on in this bizarre different way of living they've chosen, mm-hmm. do they really believe? <sighs> Let's circle back to that at okay, the end. Okay, okay. It's an interesting question that yeah. you ask and I think we'll see a bit of evidence later on that I don't want to spoil just yet. Okay. Um, but I think one of them truly believed mm. and one of them <gasps> lost faith along the way. Ooh, and so okay. like, okay, this maybe has gone a little bit too far. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Okay. So they started hosting seminars where they presented their belief system and hoped that they'd recruit some students to join this class they were setting up. So they'd literally just roll into towns, pull up, uh, put up posters, yeah. hand out flyers that were just an open invitation for people to come along, hear one of their little discussions if they were interested in learning yeah. more about UFOs and the true nature of the universe. That was the hook. Is they this, led with the UFOs. Is this the 70s still? It is, yeah. because yeah, this is a time when people are really exploring all kinds of new age mm-hmm. stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially to do with UFOs and ancient aliens yeah. and all that nonsense. Super popular yeah. at the time for sure. Okay, so, so it's like it's not crazy. It's not a crazy... Uh, plan for them to put up a whole bunch of flyers around a town, like people would have gone to something like that back then. Oh, they certainly did. They showed up in droves. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, So 
they hired community halls to host these events and then they'd sit up on the dais and when the curious audience were all in there yeah. and seated, they would introduce themselves as the two. <laughs> that was the name they went by. Marshall would do almost all of the talking, of yeah. course, because he's the natural performer and Bonnie would kind of be the silent type mm-hmm. that would just kind of sit there and nod yeah. sagely, if mm. you can imagine that. Mm. Uh Marshall told the group he and his partner were the two witnesses, as in the two witnesses mentioned in the book of Revelations in the Bible. Oh, You've heard of them, yes, of course. Okay. Yep, 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 yep. So standing up there and saying, guys, you know us. Yeah. We're, we're in the Bible. You might have heard of us from the Bible. Yeah. Yeah. And as the Bible tells us, we too will be martyred for telling you what we're about to tell you mm-hmm. that's been foretold in the scriptures, but we are willing to be martyred because we have this incredibly important message to pass on to you from higher beings. Yes. We also want you to know that we're a couple of aliens ah. who've come to this planet ah. uh, to share this information with you and will then be returning to that planet. And we'd like to tell you a little bit about it because that planet is heaven. <laughs> <laughs> Mm-hmm. Marshy and Bon Bon, I don't know about these two. It seems to me like they have to be either completely nuts together mm-hmm. or totally cynically making it up to mm-hmm. make money. So we've already found out that he was in a psychiatric hospital. Right. And then he's got this practitioner who's supposed to be helping him but is in actual fact enabling him. Ah, uh, okay, right, story. right, right. Yeah. Okay, so, okay, I'm getting it, I'm getting it. So this is how we land with these two people standing on a stage, one a music teacher and one a nurse, telling these strangers that heaven is a real physical place out Mm. there in the universe and if you have access to the right spaceship, you can travel there. (gasps) And that's what they were offering. I mean, it just sounds like old Marshy's, you know, a bit of a nutter Mm. and has thought up some interesting things and Bonnie's gone, okay. Sure. Let's do, let, let's go with that then. <laughs> let's get you a microphone and yeah. see where this takes yeah, us. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's even more appealing what they're offering, becoming a god on a different planet, if you believe the other part of what they were saying, which was that the earth is about to be recycled, destroyed. Oh. The majority of the population was about to die. Recycled sounds so sinister. Mm. The world's about to be recycled. <laughs> Broken down for parts. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, So, yeah, they had the opportunity to become part of this chosen few that would evacuate the planet Mm -hmm. rather than be (laughs) broken down for parts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) These chosen few who decided to come to this pivotal seminar in a community (laughs) hall because they found a handwritten flyer taped to a telegraph pole and accepted the invitation. They were the most important people to get off the planet. Did many people... Except though, I mean, people came to the seminar to hear about UFOs. I'd probably go to a seminar about UFOs, but mm. once they got through the spiel, were many people like a shockingly high number of oh people? Oh my god! Of like, course, I need to know more. And they believed what these guys were saying when they were telling this group that you would undergo a full physical transformation yeah. if you join our movement that we've come up with. You'll go through a metamorphosis like a caterpillar turns into a butterfly Uh when you become this incredible 
alien. Yeah. And then you'll be ready to travel to the kingdom of heaven where you're going to then live forever, traveling all around the galaxy. On a spaceship. Yes. Mm -hmm. A surprisingly high number of people were like, I am sold, sign me up. Wow. Now, the two didn't claim to know exactly when the apocalypse was going to happen, but they said it would definitely be very, very soon. Mm. And the heavenly aliens were going to come down to whisk away the faithful few. So it was time to get ready and stay ready for the angels to come because it could be any day now. Yeah. So anyone who was keen to get on board, and it was a few dozen in the early months, getting ready meant letting go of everything that made a human a human. Anyone who bought into what the two were selling had to give up their entire lives, sacrifice everything that was connecting them to earth and to the human vessel they were inhabiting. Oh, like their body? Yes. Oh my God, explain. Mm. Well, we'll start off with belongings. Yeah. Because, I mean, you'll see a lot of common threads here. Yeah, with other cults. yeah. They had to sell off all their worldly possessions, put all their cash into the group's collective funds, mm-hmm. naturally. They had to relinquish their names and their identities, take on a new name that was chosen by the two leaders. <gasps> Everyone's names ended in O-D-Y. And I won't get into the naming structure, but your name would be Rizzodi. I would be Jacodi. Lindsay would be Linzodi. Oh. And just that one singular name. Rizzodi. Rizzodi. I kind of like Rizzodi. <laughs> I like Jacodi. Mm. Yeah, it's fun. <laughs> Don't get any notions. Anyway, yeah. Um, they were taught not to think of themselves as unique in any way. They were just part of the group and it was their goal to sort of join a collective consciousness, a hive mind oh, wow. with everyone else and not to do anything that was selfish or self-serving yeah. in any way. Um, of course, we've heard this before with every other cult. They had to cut off all connections to family, mm. friends, anyone they were attached to. Kids, pets, mm. all of it, gonzo. I love that you put kids and pets in the same category. <laughs> kids, pets. You know, the optional extras. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and then sex and gender. Lots to say here about Marshall clearly being a repressed gay, maybe bisexual mm. man and how that influenced the doctrine. Sex, absolutely no carnal pleasure was to be indulged in Mm -hmm. with yourself or with others. They said that sex was a human weakness. Higher level aliens didn't do the fluids and the grunting. They were far more evolved (laughs) and sophisticated. Is that what sex is to you? (laughs) (laughs) The fluids and the grunting? What is it beyond that? (laughs) (laughs) Yes. It's a mess is what it it is. is. A noisy, noisy mess. Sweaty mess. Mm. The aliens were far more evolved than Mm. that and also they were immortal. They didn't need to reproduce. So to be ready to become like them when you go through your metamorphosis, it's time to start living like a monk or a nun now. Who'd want to be immortal if you can't have an orgasm? That's a long time. Mm. They'd need something really, really good to compensate for that. Yeah. Sorry, I used monks and nuns there. Uh, Higher level aliens don't have genders at all. So to be like them, to ascend, the followers were going to need to be gender neutral, 
as well as completely asexual in this life if they were going to be able to go through the metamorphosis, which meant all the members had to crop their hair really short. Mm -hmm. No men were allowed to have any facial hair. No one was allowed to wear any makeup or jewellery, no high heels. They all wore really loose, baggy pants and loose, baggy button-up shirts. Basically, everyone had to present as a daggy suburban dad because that was just kind of the genderless default. Yeah. Yeah. But I mean, I can under, I can understand how they are aiming for gender neutrality, which they can do with a lot of superficial, mm. you know, the haircut and the, and the no facial hair and the clothes, whatever. But you can't force asexuality on a person. Mm-hmm. They tried their darndest. Oh my God. Why? What do you mean? Ooh, we're going to lead to a dark, Is dark place. Is this the mutilation? general mutilation you yeah. mentioned? Oh my God. Okay. Oh. Go enter the place. Enter the place. <laughs> Um, The other thing that they had to give up was food for the first few weeks, at least sometimes first few months, they had to go on the master cleanse. Which is? Uh, That's where you can only have lemon juice, cayenne pepper and maple syrup. Oh, like Beyonce did before Dreamgirls. That's it. Yeah. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. I'm sure a lot Mm -hmm. of these folks got... um, Dina Skinny. Yeah, yeah. yeah. gotcha. Just like B. Um, they had to be ready for when they transformed into their higher selves because aliens also didn't eat. They just absorbed their energy from sunshine like a succulent. Alien, immortal alien life sounds miserable. <laughs> Doesn't it? Because when I said, geez, that's a, um, immortality is a long time without orgasms. And then I thought, well, I suppose if you had like fried chicken, mm-hmm. but you don't even get food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just sunshine. Just sunshine and yeah. and traveling in a spaceship. Yeah, couldn't be that much fun. Jeez, take me there, please. The shades of the Little Mermaid here for me. Yeah. Like mm. she gives up everything, and these folks had to give up everything that made life worth living. She did that for that basic man. Yeah, very pretty man, but very basic man. But yeah, so these followers, like Ariel, were willing to give up everything that they had known wow. and everything that made them them to move on to this new plane of existence. But I mean, it is. We've talked about it before. In I think we talked about it a lot in the episode we did on um, the Blair Witch Project Mm. and how we talked about it was a time in the 90s when everybody believed it, even though it was quite obvious that it was all just a fake, it was just a silly movie. Mm. Everybody believed it because it was fun to believe in something Mm. and it was fun to collectively believe in something. Everyone Everyone loves being part of a group. Exactly. Mm. And so... Honestly, I think a cult is a cult is a cult is a cult. Like whatever the end game of Heaven's Gate is, Mm. it's more just about these people having a collective group experience, belonging, connection, purpose. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So yeah, they got people to enrol in the class even after hearing all that bizarre doctrine and then hearing the terms and conditions. They were still like, "Yeah, I want that for me," and they disappeared from their lives. Parents left their children, husbands left their wives, parents were left behind. They sold off everything they could pawn and they spent their time traveling around America helping the two spread this gospel of alien transmogrification. Transmogrification? Mm -hmm. Transmogrification. Yes. What a word. Okay. I'm sure I know that from Harry Potter. I don't know. Transmogrification. Did I just make up a word? Did you? Did I? No? Alien, I've never heard it before. Alien oh. transmogrification. We'll leave it. Yeah. We'll make it a thing. I want to transmogrify my coprolite. 
Just two <laughs> words you've taught me in the last couple of weeks. Apparently it is a word. It means to change or alter greatly and often with grotesque or humorous effect. <gasps> oh, there we go. There you go. It fits. Yeah. It works. What would you transmogrify the copolite into? I just like saying I want to I want to go through a coprolite transmogrification. I just like saying that. That's a T-shirt. Yeah, it is. Yep. I want to go through a coprolite transmogrification. <laughs> New saying. <laughs> New catchphrase. That can be our cold mission statement. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> just the gist. Transmogrify your coprolite. <laughs> Oh, reason for being. Okay. Uh, so they were waiting for this big day that was going to come. Yeah. And they waited and they stayed ready because any day now the yeah. aliens were going to come, save them from this ghastly dying planet any day now and the years ticked by. That's so smart though. That's so smart to do it that Keep way. Keep them hanging on. Don't give them a set date. Nah. Just it's going to be soon. It's going to be soon. I can feel it. It's going to be soon. Like oh, no, that, they've um, moved it out. That episode of Parks and, Parks Recreation, and Recreation, where they're yeah. all the thing. And I guess now they have money because they're living off people are selling their house and mm-hmm. pulling it in the thing. So they've got money to live off and mm-hmm. they could just keep, keep it going for a while. That's right. And that's exactly what they intended to do. But they then became a bit of a talking point on the news mm-hmm. in 1975 and the media became fascinated in them, called them the UFO cult because they were kind of unique and extra quirky. Yeah. In addition to the fact that they were destroying families yeah. like a lot of other cults around the time. Um But yeah, they'd been able to sort of fly under the radar for a while. The thing that popped them into the spotlight was this very successful recruitment seminar they had in a fairly smallish city Mm. in Oregon. About 200 people attended the meeting Mm. and then about 30 of those people decided to join the group and just vanish. What? And that's pretty conspicuous in a fairly small Uh, community. Yeah, Yeah, a significant percentage of its population just gone people, and no one knew where they went. People are so desperate to belong to something bigger mm-hmm. than themselves. People are so desperate for purpose. Imagine going to a seminar like that, seeing a bunch of nutty people walking around looking like, you know, lesbian art teachers in their baggy <laughs> outfit and their short hair. It just reminds me of my high school art teacher. Mm-hmm. And like, and going, yep, I'm in. Mm-hmm. I'll do it. I... Yeah, like that's not, people are desperate. Life must be grim in Oregon. Well, maybe, yeah. This was the more attractive alternative to them. Yeah. Yeah. Marshall and Bonnie would go through a few different names for themselves. For a while, they went as Guinea and Pig because (laughs) they were part of this great experiment. Mm -hmm. Then they went by Bo and Peep because just like little Bo Peep, they had a flock of. Sheep. Oh, they're overthinking it. Mm. They're also, overthinking this. Well, I think I'm overthinking it. Sheep that she famously lost. Ah, mm, that's yeah. true. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But they thought it was cute and it stuck for a while. Yeah. Then, because the media made fun of them for being these shepherds with a flock of brain-dead yeah. sheep, um, they decided we'll move away from Bo and Peep and they landed on Doe and T. Doe for Marshall, T for Bonnie. Doe and T. Want to guess why? Uh... Keeping in mind he's a musical theatre kid. Do a dear a fem from that song. Bingo. What's T in that? Do re me fa sol la T. T. Yes. Ah. So it's tea the first of the, and bread. It's the bookends of do re me fa sol la T. 
That's it. Yeah. So, of course, the media was giving them a lot of side-eye anytime mm. they'd talk about them. They were described as sinister, but also as a joke at yeah. the same time. They tried their best to defend themselves. They sent spokespeople out to talk on camera and claim that they were trying their best to save souls. Mm. They, of course, just made it worse when they were talking about mm. their belief system. And so Doe and T decided that they had done quite enough to try to rescue the people of Earth yeah. for now. Everyone was clearly too ungrateful. They weren't accepting the help that was being generously offered to them, so the group went underground. They stopped doing recruitment. They had no more public seminars, and they just focused on the core group they had. And how many did they have then? 70 to 200. And it sort of fluctuated. Like people would go, some would come back, Mm. then some people would end up bringing a friend or family member Mm. into the fold. So, yeah, it just sort of went up and down. Yeah. Now, because the two, Doe and T, still hadn't been martyred in the sense of being physically killed as the Bible had predicted, Mm. they pivoted and said to their class, their crew, that their persecution in the media was the metaphorical martyrdom that they had experienced. And that means the day of reckoning is really, really close. Well, that's easier for them. Oh, it's not violence against us. It's just media persecution. They've murdered our reputations. Yeah. (laughs) Which is arguably worse. Arguably worse. Mm. Okay, so, yeah. And so they were like, all right, it's coming soon. We're going to have to tighten up those rules, everybody. Mm -hmm. We're going to have to implement a strict no drugs, no smoking, no alcohol policy. They hadn't banned those? 76 members disappeared. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) What? tell me booze was allowed. Up until this point, yeah. Right. Mm. So you couldn't eat, but you could smoke and drink. This is like Gwyneth Paltrow's diet. (laughs) So, okay, right. And they banned those and 76 people immediately left. Like, oh, this isn't for me after all. That's why my mum left Mormonism. Yeah. Because they wouldn't let her drink. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Plus, you know, if you were someone who was smoking weed regularly, you'd be a lot more receptive to these messages. Ah, uh, yes. You even try taking a break and sobering up, you're going to look at yourself in the mirror and go, Why am I dressed I'm doing like what a here? lesbian art teacher. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, But there were still like roughly 100 or so kept moving around, staying in camping areas, motels, tried to stay hidden, did not contact their loved ones. A lot of families desperately tried their best to track them as they moved around the country and tried to maintain contact. Some of them tried to send out deprogrammers to rescue Mm. their family members. Years went by, no aliens, but everyone who was still on board, really did their best to keep the faith. Towards the end of the 70s, some of the members of the group came into quite a significant amount of money. You'll be really stunned to hear that some members of the crew were trust fund babies (laughs) from very wealthy families (laughs) who were keen to live authentically (laughs) and did a little bit of um, cosplaying as paws for a while. Um, So they were able to fund the group moving into some pretty flash houses in pretty wealthy communities. Yeah. Uh, Now, the lifestyle that everyone was living, you've probably sort of figured this out, very miserable. Yeah. Everyone was starving. Everyone was horny. They were also sleep deprived because they were kept busy with tasks from wake 
to sleep, mm-hmm. um, which was intended to sort of eliminate any opportunity they had to stop, ponder, think about their choices, yeah. just keep them busy and make sure that their brains are fuzzy because they're not getting a good night's rest. That's a big one in cults is lack of sleep. Yeah. That was a big one for Jonestown as well. Mm. Keep everybody working, everybody exhausted. Yeah, and no yeah. one was able to make choices for themselves. Yeah. Everything was dictated for them in a manual, like how to brush your teeth, which included like how many strokes back and forth to do, Whoa. how much toothpaste to use how to make their beds, how to prepare the small amount of rations they were allowed. Everything was dictated for them so there could be no creativity or decision-making. But I, some people want that. I see mm. the appeal, like not that I would do it, but there is, aren't there times in life where it's that famous scene in Fleabag where she says to the priest, I just someone... I want someone to tell me what yep. to do, mm-hmm. to make every decision, to tell me what to cook, to tell me what to wear. I just want someone to tell me what to do. Mm-hmm. It's a sense of like not having any pressure on yourself yep. being taken care of. Mm-hmm. I just have to follow these instructions and following these instructions means I'm going to end up in heaven yeah. as an immortal alien. Yeah. yeah. It was something that a lot of them, I'm sure, really appealed to them. Yeah. Less appealing, they weren't allowed any physical contact whatsoever, no touching. Um, And then to make sure that nobody transgressed, they were always with a check partner, always under surveillance, kind of like when Mormons send out their kids on missions Mm -mm. and they have to be inseparable. Make sure they're keeping each other honest. Make sure no one cheats on any of the rules because then they'd miss out on becoming a higher level being. See, I'm still wondering what I asked at the start, to what end? do they really believe it or is it just a scam? Yeah. Like to what end all for this Marshall stuff? And is for Marshall Yeah, for Marshall and Bonnie. Mm. Like how bizarre. It's just that he's a nutter. Yes, and I'll go ahead and tell you now, Bonnie this entire time was in constant contact with her daughter and ah. two of her other kids as well, sending letters, making phone calls, sending money for gifts from time to time. Uh-huh. So even though they were you know, telling their um, followers that if they had connections to their human life, there was no way they were going to be able to get on the spaceship, yeah. she clearly didn't believe that was true because she was... Doing it. Doing everything she could to stay connected to her family. And then she was directly telling her daughter, follow normal society. (gasps) Just go to university, get a good job, get married, have a family, live your life the way that most people live it. What is she doing? Don't go off the rails like this. I think it might be a sunk cost fallacy situation. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be too hard to extricate herself from this. Plus she did feel a real connection to Marshall. Uh So I think she was really scared of losing him if she started to show signs she was losing the faith. It doesn't sound like they're keeping the money or anything. Like, you know how Rajneesh bought 50 Cadillacs Mm. and it sounds like the money is just being used to look after the collective group. So it's like it really isn't a scam so Mm. much. It's like a they... Yeah. They kind of believe it. I mean, we've outlined the ways that this is a very stereotypical cult, but then it's very different in the fact that there's no sex going on, mm. no one's really making a huge profit out of it. Yeah, that's either. what, it, like, generally the leader at the top, even if they, you know, have believed it at one point or don't now, but it still is they are gaining something mm. from it, uh, like, uh, uh, financially. Yep. 
and but so what? It's so weird. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's no sadism in this even, one. Yeah, as well. it's kind of scarier even. Yeah. Now we'll flash forward to 1985. Okay. Ten years into this game, Whoa. still no aliens, no mothership, no Armageddon, just lots of sad families hoping that this would all just wrap up. Yeah. Um, still a handful of original members who'd been waiting that entire decade. Oh, my God. And then suddenly Bonnie T yeah. died of cancer. <gasps> this was a real slap in the tits. They <laughs> didn't see this going. And by this point, T and Doe were telling their followers that they were these ancient aliens. They'd been around the galaxy for millennia and they'd been sent here on this mission to inhabit these human vehicles, kind of like body snatchers. Mm -hmm. And they were there to rescue their followers. That was their purpose. Mm -hmm. And they were going to physically lead everyone onto this flying saucer that go through their transmogrification. Yeah. And then she was just gone. This wasn't part of the prophecy that they'd been telling everybody. And so if Doe wanted to keep this game going, Mm. he was going to have to pivot, make sure people didn't lose their faith Mm. because T dying sort of flew in the face of what they'd been promising this entire time. He announced that T's death was just her true alien self leaving her human-shaped meat sack to... That's exactly what Scientology said when L. Ron Hubbard died. Mm. He just decided um, to move on from that body because he was uh, he had a different mission in a different place that yep. he needed to take care of. Yeah, and T's mission was to go back to the heaven planet and bring the spaceship to collect the rest ah, of them. Ah, okay, yeah. okay, yep, 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 yep. smart, smart, smart. And then from there, he replumbed their whole belief system so that people would start to accept the fact that they may have to let their human vehicles die to allow their higher level selves to move into their next body when they got onto the aircraft, Uh-oh. spacecraft. So yeah. here's where seeds are being planted. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. No longer about that chrysalis moment of transformation anymore. It was about going from one body to mm-hmm. another. Now, from the beginning, Doe had been side by side with his partner, T. They made all their effed up decisions mm. together and she was kind of the brains of the operation in a lot of yeah, ways. Yeah, I was going to say, how because he's just a nutter yeah. who kind of had her to guide everything yeah. and now that she's gone, it's just going to go off the rails, yeah, yeah, isn't yeah. it? He was really just sort of the mouthpiece. Yeah. And he was really worried that without T, who was the older one and had the highest status, Mm. people might leave him and then he'd be all alone with nothing. So he invited all the members of the group to show their devotion to him, Mm. a higher being, an immortal alien, by marrying him. He held a group wedding ceremony and every member of the cult started from that day on wearing a cheap gold ring Uh and telling people that they were married to Doe. Sure, Mm -hmm. okay. Yeah. Uh So now they're all in this grim, regimented, sexless, polygamous marriage together, living under the same roof. Um, Miserable. And how many of them are there now? We're about 50 by this time. Still a lot. And then inevitably the sexlessness of it all became a problem for some of the fellas in particular. I'm shocked it's taken this long. Well, it had always been a problem, but now it was getting to be the point where they were like, we've got to find a solution for this. Mm -hmm. They'd been told they couldn't bonk, obviously. They couldn't Mm -hmm. even have a wank. Otherwise, they wouldn't be able to get on the spaceship. And so, of course, some of them started having snorgasms. 
course. Nocturnal emissions. Nocturnal emissions. Liquid dreams. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. uh-oh, those also preclude you from becoming oh, a heaven no. alien. Strict no-come policy for getting <gasps> to the heaven planet. Okay. Buckle up, this is the gory bit. You might want to skip ahead a couple of minutes if you don't want to hear about some gruesome details. And it does get gruesome because he tried to keep it clean and I forced him to go into more detail (laughs) because I'm a sadist. So, uh, yeah, skip ahead a few minutes if you don't want to hear the gory bits. So the obvious solution was removing the pesky testes. Oh, yeah, that's the obvious mm. solution. How about Doe, who's in charge of all the rules, just says, oh, we're allowed to have sex now. Mm. No, no, instead we're going to castrate mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. each yep. other. Mm-hmm. It, wait, who does it? How do they do it? Oh, Jacob, who does it? Who does it? Firstly, more than a dozen of the guys signed up for this. <gasps> as soon as the notion was put out there, they were like, yep, I'll do anything to strengthen my chances yeah. of getting to the higher level. Uh-huh. They started with an attempted at-home surgery. Mm. One of the members was a nurse in her old life and she decided that why not? She'd have a go at the de-nutting, uh, bag emptying. Surprisingly, did not go very well. The poor chap nearly bled to death because of this botched ball removal job. I have so many more questions about the logistics of that Mm. at-home surgery, but, I mean, I suppose it's probably too gory to go into, but I really want to know, was there anesthetic? Like, anesthetic, were they awake? How did they even try to... They were awake. Mm -hmm. Yep. And how did she try to do it? With a scalpel. Now, she said that she had experience with testicle removal as a nurse assisting a surgeon in her previous life. Who knows if that was true or not. Um, But, you know, she did what they thought was all the proper stuff with, you know, slicing open and clamping and there was the entire audience. Are you ladies okay over there? I mean, it's not just just a capsule inside a Kinder Surprise egg. Like you can't just slit it open and pull. It's not just loose in there. That's right. You can't just cut a hole and pop it out. Like it's, it's, it's... it, it, it's 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 connected. It's yeah. all happening down there. Ah! Basically, once she thought she was finished and she sewed it up, the incision, then the bag just kept filling and filling and filling and filling and filling with blood. Oh, when I say bag, no. I mean scrotum, yeah, obviously. So she hadn't turned off one of the taps in there. Right, yeah. yeah so Were they screaming? I mean, they were awake. Oh, a few of the men who were watching said it's only one man had surgery done in this way. Yes, okay. Yeah, the guinea pig. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Who said he had no regrets at the end of this. Um, Yeah, he nearly died. The rest of them ended up going to a proper surgeon they found who was willing to do this. Who was willing to do it. Yeah, who I think actually was in Mexico. (gasps) Maybe we should just pony up the dough to travel across the border. I can't believe you kind of like for the sake of keeping it clean, skimmed over the details as if I wasn't going to ask you the intricacies of how that worked. <laughs> Come on. But yeah, the, the guys who were watching were like, I nearly threw up. And then <sighs> four of the 12 were like, mm, no thanks. I'm backing out. Yeah. But eight of them went ahead with them <gasps> over the course of the next year, including Doe. Really? Yeah. He was back in and doubling down even harder than before. Oh, my goodness. Then the 90s rolled around. Still no salvation by a spacecraft. Yeah. And the members of Doe's crew, they were getting this intensifying sense of paranoia, fear that they were going to be persecuted because as the years passed, they continued to be ridiculed, criticised. Yeah. 
and they'd been compared to the People's Temple mm. cult that ended up in Jonestown, Jonestown. and to the Manson cult. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they'd seen the rise and fall of the Rajneeshis in Oregon. And then in 1993, they saw the tragedy of what happened at Waco, Texas. Yes. And there'd been a couple of other instances where the government tried to intervene and shut down one of these cults that was considered dangerous. And so they were getting really worried the government was going to try to destroy them. Mm -hmm. They started to feel a lot of despair for the planet. And this was when they really started to think about exiting the planet by choice, strategically. They just weren't sure when. And then a sign came along in July of 1995 when the Hale-Bopp comet was discovered. Mm. It was discovered by a couple of astronomers just peering through their telescope and went, oh, what's that? Turned out to be this enormous celestial body that hadn't come into view of the Earth for like two and a half thousand years. So this was a pretty big deal and very big news when it was revealed to the press. People got really excited as well because they were going to be able to see this comet without even using equipment. Oh, wow. And when it was really close, they'd be able to see it in the daytime. It was going to be really impressive. Yeah. Didn't take long, of course, for a crackpot to start making do-your-own-research type claims about what the comet could really mean. And Mm -hmm. so he said he had photographic evidence that there was a giant figure, a companion, flying along behind the Hale-Bopp <laughs> comet. Like Astro shaped Boy. very much like a flying saucer. <laughs> you know? Just sort of floating Little along friend. in the slipstream. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, and he claimed the government was editing the spacecraft out of the images of the comet that was being oh, published. It was yeah. this big conspiracy. <sighs> no surprise that Doe and his crew glommed onto this mm. and they were like, well, this is it. It's finally the moment. T has come with our ride. Yeah. She's here to pick us up and take us to the next level of existence. Yeah. Um, and of course, that proof of the companionship yeah. was debunked, but that didn't matter. Didn't matter. Joe and the crew were just like, hey, yeah. the comet itself could be the craft. It's we know this is the moment. Yeah. They got ready to finally at long last ascend after mm. more than 20 years of preparing. Uh-huh. They were going to graduate, be reborn, and get off this godforsaken dying planet. They would generously put out a few last calls via their sexy new internet website page that you mentioned yeah. earlier, com. How did they have a website? How did they know how to do that? A lot of them had to go out and find day jobs. Yeah, that's another question themselves. I had, like... They surely have run out of money now because mm. they wouldn't be recruiting anyone new. Yep. So all the money that new members had brought in would mm-hmm. be gone. So they're working. And a lot of them, because they were nerds, you know, part of how they ended up in this situation yeah, was right. that they were into UFOs and they were into science fiction. They got jobs in computers and then coding once the internet Knew came how along. how to do it. Yeah. Imagine there's someone in your office with like a weird short bob mm. and like baggy grey clothes just going... Hello, Jacob. Nice to see you today. Sorry, Jacody. Hello, Jacody. If you don't mind. Mm. Hello, Jacody. Nice to see you today. No, I won't be having lunch. I'll be having this lemon lemon juice with cayenne pepper. Mm. Like, can you imagine that weirdo in your office? Well, a lot of people in America experience that. Wow. Yes, they were rocking up to work every day. Um, And so they had a web... The website is crazy. It looks like... Mm. A, a 1995 website. Yep. It's so weird. And when you go on their 
a lot of the space is dedicated to this is your last chance. Oh. The earth's about to end. <laughs> Everyone must go. Get out while you still can. We're heading off. You can come with us if you would like to. Chop your balls off and jump on in. <laughs> We're going to space, bitches. What a reasonable price of admission. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, not a lot of takers. And in fact, they were getting really badly trolled. On the on internet the website. as well, yeah. yeah oh, because you know, of course the internet was mean from the very yeah. beginning. Trolls were there then. Yeah, even. yeah, yeah. <laughs> of course from they its were. Inception. And so they were like, "Okay, fine, you hang here and rot, whatever." Yeah. Over the next year and a half, they got ready for their big moment because yeah. the comet wasn't going to get super duper close until 1997. Yeah. Late in 96, they rented this huge mansion yeah. in Rancho Santa Fe, just outside of San Diego, California. Yeah. And they spent their final few months living in this beautiful big palace and really being people for the first time like in years. What? The way they celebrated their upcoming graduation was by just having fun for the first time in years. They went to SeaWorld. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> they went to Vegas. Oh, wow. They had this really decadent Christmas celebration. Oh, so they were eating? Proper feast, giving each other gifts, even though they weren't meant to have individual possessions at all. Yeah. They put on a talent show for each other just to have fun. Were they having sex? <laughs> Not sure. All of this stuff that we know about was captured on camera, video uh, camera. okay. Because they wanted to document their final yeah. few months. No one seems to have taken the camera into the bedroom. Ah, uh, okay. who knows? I'm sure they were. Yeah, maybe once a few rules went out the window, then the yeah. whole shebang went as well. So I'm assuming then they know what they're going to do. Yeah. So this is kind of like their last meal, like yeah. their few months of last... Yep. Life. They spent decades trying their best not to be human. And yeah. then they spent their last little bit of time being extra, extra, extra Just human. To jam it all in. Which you could think maybe was because they were now certain their salvation was coming. They could look through a telescope and see yeah. their ride was on its way. So they could relax a little bit. It wasn't about like magical thinking to make the spaceship yeah. come. But also I think that the real tragic way of thinking about this is they knew very well that they were dying. Yeah, that's what yeah, I mean. Yeah, the they knew what was coming. of their existence and they couldn't really kid themselves. So live it up while you've got the chance. Isn't that weird co cognitive dissonance though that like in order for it to be, in order for them to do it, mm -hmm. they have to truly believe it. But the fact that they're going to do it means they also have to disconnect from what they believe to have some fun because mm -hmm. they're like, oh, I'm about to die, so I better live it up. Yeah. But the only reason they're doing it is because they don't think they're going to die. They think they're going to have it. Like, yeah. how bizarre uh -huh. the different corridors in their brains. Yeah. Their brains have just been scrambled. Scrambled, yeah. 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 It's you can't, sad. You can't make a tomlet without breaking some Greggs. <laughs> it's like my grandma always said. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, 1997, March, just as the Hale-Bopp comet passed closest to Earth, coincidentally, was right around Easter, a time of rebirth of yeah. Jesus, blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. Just couldn't be more perfect. All the members filmed their exit messages, talking directly to camera, exit. saying goodbye. Yeah. Exit messages, that's so weird. And all did, did, sorry, did right. people know what, did other people know what they were going to do? No. No, no one no, no, knew no, no, that no. this was yep. 
there were some members of the group who'd made the decision to stay in their vehicle on earth uh-huh. and said that they'd made that decision so that they could then spread the gospel. Yeah, right, okay. Which is how we then know about everything that happened because they stayed back. That's what I'd say too. I'm going to stay mm. and spread the gospel, guys. Mm-hmm. You can rely you on me. You have fun though. <laughs> So, yeah, no one knew this was coming. Okay, so no one knew. Yeah. Um, In the videos, they tried their best to reassure their loved ones from their previous lives that they knew exactly what they were doing, that they'd chosen to do it, not just willingly but joyfully. So you can watch these videos. They're all on the website, (gasps) yeah. And when you watch them, do do you believe that they truly believe what they're saying? It's really difficult because they're all saying it in front of an audience. Yeah, you know? they're and all watching each other. their audience is their peers. Yeah. They've all agreed that they're going to do this thing together and they've all spent years and years, some of them decades, mm. reinforcing these ideas to themselves and mm. to each other. Mm. So it would be really difficult for them to say anything that went against the doctrine. Um, I think a lot of them probably wanted to believe this. Yeah. Um, you know, they, they'd sort of lost hope. Yeah. In everything that this planet had to offer for them. So things could only be better for them. Yeah. Whichever way this worked out. Yeah. If that makes sense. Oh, God, that's grim. It really, really is. Yeah. Um, their claim again and again and again was that they were not dying. They were choosing life. Mm. If they were to stay, that would be the real suicide. This was them choosing to live forever. And they, I mean, they, they even used Star Trek references. In like these sign-off messages, like beaming up. Oh, and live long and prosper. <laughs> I didn't see that one uh, referenced. But yeah, talking about how they were going to be traveling around the galaxy. Yeah. And they called themselves the away team because apparently on Star Trek, the group that would go down to mm. the planets was called the away team. They were the away team who'd been on Earth and now they were going Going home. back. Yeah, yeah. And then just as this comet swung past our little planet, they followed their procedure for the ascension. They all put on their special uniforms for the graduation. Mm. Black tuxedo shirts that had this custom embroidered patch on the sleeve that you might have seen before. Yeah, I've seen this, yeah. It's a triangle. It says Heaven Gate's away team. Mm. You can see the logo on the website, of course. And is this with the Nike sneakers that really effed Nike over? Sure did. (laughs) no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Black trousers and a brand new pair of Nike sneakers. Yeah. Sneaking. Uh, really? Is that no, what they said? No, oh. <laughs> I believed you. I was like, oh. But yeah, brand new, never been worn because Doe could get a good deal on them. Buying them in bulk. No, oh my God. Needed 39 pairs of matching shoes. Everyone had to look exactly the same. Wow. Then over 39. The, uh, 39 people. of them. Yeah. And then I guess they chose to believe that they were now in a better place on that spaceship that was flying through the air being driven by their dear beloved T. Yeah. Yeah. Now, the rent had been paid up on that mansion for the next month or so, so we don't know how long the bodies would (gasps) have been there undiscovered. Yeah. But Doe had put a process in place to make sure that they were found within a few days. Okay. He posted a package to one of the members who decided to stay yeah. in his vehicle. Um, then he did contact the police anonymously and got them to go to the scene. <sighs> um, and then eventually he sort of came forward as a bit of a spokesperson yeah. um, for the group, um, uh, along with a few other previous members yeah. and existing members who decided to stay. Yeah. 
who came forward and explained the rationale behind all the different choices that had been made. Yeah. Of course, everyone around the world was fascinated by this. Yeah. It sparked a frenzy because there were so many different quirky elements. The Nikes, the fact that all the dead members were carrying their passports. What? Because, yeah. like, they're going at, like, space air travel? Yeah. They oh all had God. like a little bum bag with not only their passports but $5.75 in cash in there because there was this short story Mark Twain had written and he just had this throwaway line in there that said it cost $5.75 to ride on the tail of a comet. Oh, and they're my like, God. Oh, noted. So you, you leave your body behind but mm. you take your bum bag with your passport and your $5. You got it, sweet peas. Yeah. Yep. Makes sense. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, tragic, biggest mass suicide on US soil ever. I know you just said it's tragic, but I just imagined if their body's gone and they're a spirit, just seeing like 39 <laughs> floating bum bags <laughs> and nothing else. Floating along behind this comet. Behind the comet, little bum bags. On its way to heaven. Oh, God. No, sorry, tragedy, yes, tragedy, yeah, tragedy, 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 mass suicide, tragedy. And um, most of the families found out about <gasps> this happening no. via the news. Um, and, I mean, you can imagine a lot of them were really scared. Please, please, please. I hope that's not mm. my kid or my mum. For a lot of people... <sighs> They were sort of prematurely relieved because the media was stating that all the bodies were male because of the oh, clothes yeah. and the haircuts and the lack of makeup. Um, and then they had to come out and say, oh, no, whoops, it's actually mostly women in oh, the group. Oh, goodness. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, it, it was reported on as this dreadful, dreadful tragedy that people had a morbid fascination in but of course it was ridiculed a lot on all of the late night talk shows and sketch shows and that's why for me up until the last few weeks all I knew about Heaven's Gate was through these flippant references about castration Mm. and shrouds and comets and Nikes. And Nikes, yeah same, that's all I really knew, they're just nutters. Yeah, I I thought that they were a group of drug-fueled nutters who literally snipped their balls off with pinking shears while they were staring up at this comet <laughs> in the sky oh, no. and thought that they were going to get taken off to heaven. I didn't realise that there was this long 22-year Of brainwashing. History, 27 years, actually, yeah. of the entire thing. And, um, yeah, now, obviously, I have consumed a lot, read a lot, watched a lot, and the big question that everyone sort of ends on is... Was this a mass murder like Jonestown yeah. was or was it a mass suicide? That's what I was going to ask. What are the criminal implications here, if mm. any, because they all technically mm. chose to do it? Mm-hmm. So a couple of things to consider. Yeah. In the months that followed this mass suicide murder, mm. whichever falls under, another four members took their own lives. Really? Because they were still convinced of the truth of this and they believed that they were going to be able to catch Catch up up. to the comet, that it wasn't too late for them. And so they did their best to follow the procedure for themselves in the same uniform, passport, bum bag, $5.75 to be able to get there. 
very, very sad. Yeah. I mean, that you could argue that's partly because they've lost all their friends, they've lost yeah. their community, like they're just cast adrift now. They thought they were going to be okay staying back in the world and it wasn't working out for them. Yeah. There are also some people who've appeared in some recent documentaries and podcasts mm. who were part of Heaven's Gate and still consider themselves part of Heaven's Gate. They still believe. Mm. They believe that Doe and T and all the rest of them are in the Heaven Planet. They made it onto the comet and they regret that they didn't, didn't act go. when they had the opportunity to go. So what are they doing now then? Like, what are they waiting for? The comet's not going to come back in their lifetime. Yeah. So what are they... And I think they've just sort of come to terms with that. Right. But I think, again, it's another form of cognitive dissonance. Yeah. And they're like, huh, the world didn't end, but it's still gonna. Yeah. And maybe there's still a way for me to get off this planet. Uh, if I had done it, I would be with them. Mm. Oh, how weird. Yeah, very grim. So it's like, okay, they were fully, fully, fully convinced and some of them are still fully convinced, but they would not be fully convinced if this man and woman hadn't come up with this crazy story that they started preaching to people in such a convincing way that they got into their heads. And this is why I asked this question from the start. Was it sinister in its motive or not, and I don't think it was. I think he, for whatever mental health reasons, truly believed Mm. all this stuff. She kind of got wrapped up in it, at least to the point where it was too late for her to leave Mm. if she did start thinking maybe it wasn't true. So it wasn't to some kind of financial gain or even power gain, really, it seems like. Mm. It just seems like he really believed all this weird shit. And then a whole lot of people got involved and it just fueled itself. Yeah. Mm. How weird. And if you think back to the first few things that I told you about him, he sort of grew up expecting he was going to be a religious leader mm. and he also just got high off people's attention. Mm-mm-mm. And he managed to find himself in a position where he had people worshipping him while he was doing these hours and hours long sermons mm. to them, sometimes in person, sometimes recorded on video and then sent out on videotape or on the internet. So he was sort of in this perfect position and, Mm. of course, he had people taking care of him financially. So there's narcissism involved for him. Very much, Narcissism, probably some mental health stuff in terms of, I mean, as in like delusions, Mm. I don't know, whatever. And then, yeah, he just figured out a way to be taken care of and getting to perform all day every day. Yep. Plus had a sense of purpose. Exactly, and connection. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. and then I have no evidence of this, but I wonder if T, Bonnie, knew about her cancer for a longer time than she'd let people know. Mm. And so this was just a way to see out her final few years. Maybe. And that's why she was sort of easier to just stick around, go along with it for 12 years or so. What else am I going to do? kind of fun, more fun than it was being a mother of four working in a hospital. Yeah. Travelling around the country, hanging out with these cool youths. Yeah, Mm. youths. Wow. Yeah. And so that is just the gist of the Heaven's Gate cult. And it has (laughs) been my complete and utter focus for the last week and a bit. There is so much stuff out there to consume. The top things that I would recommend if you want more on Binge, there's a four-part documentary called Heaven's Gate, The Cult of Cults. Yeah. 
And that has incredible footage that they've used from some of the exit interviews, a whole bunch of... Oh, all um, the stuff that I want to see. Yeah. yeah. Um, some of the seminars that they hosted when they were oh, recruiting people in the yeah. early days. News footage from, you know, throughout the 20-odd years. Um, uh, yeah, a lot of the wild, wild stuff. And also interviews with the people who were members of the cult yeah. and family members of oh, previous oh, members. wow. Yeah. Um, and then a lot of those same people then appear in this podcast series called Heaven's Gate. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll post links to these, obviously. Yeah. And that's a nine-part series, I think. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, that goes into a lot of detail along the way. Mm. And you also get to hear from the same people with, but with slightly different takes. Um, they would be the main ones. And then, yeah, exploring, poking around the, the, old the website. website. Yep. How many members are left today if we there don't are know. some? Oh. Yeah. They're not public, most of them. Yeah. Um, a lot of the people who were members, when they do speak to the public, use a pseudonym and mm. won't reveal their location or any hints as to their identity. Um, yeah, so we, we aren't sure how many people are in there. But this is the other thing. There are people who are asking to join. Oh my God. People via the website get in touch with them and say, I'm really intrigued by your ideas. I think there's something here I want to get involved. Yeah, because is it is it a, me- a member still running the website? Yeah. Like, yep. Right. We're not sure who, we're not sure where. Why haven't they updated it? I think because people enjoy it's, it. It's a rel- It's like a famous a relic. Capsule. It's like an internet tourist attraction. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. The comic sans. Yeah, they want to preserve something that they're really proud of. Yeah, Plus right. they're not actively recruiting. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. They're a very exclusive club now. Mm, yep. Oh, my goodness. That was good. Ooh, there you go. Well. It's a big one. Warned you it might be a little dark. Thanks, Doe. <laughs> a deer, a female deer. I'll be T, you be Doe. A drop of golden sun. Oh, my God. This is, they actually rewrote the lyrics to that song. Oh. I totally blanked on that. But, yeah, they rewrote the song as a tribute to Do and T. How does it go? Oh, my God.